and welcome to the Wild and Free Mamas podcast. We are your hosts and trip leaders, Morgan and Sarah. We are here to bring you stories of courage, boldness, adventure, and hope. And we hope that they inspire us all to live braver lives devoted to Jesus. Hey guys, welcome back. We're so excited to get to hang out with you again. I'm Morgan. I'm Sarah. Okay, Sarah. Yeah. I've been very excited to hear your adventure story. Okay, I'm excited to tell it. So I want to share with you guys about the first time I saw the Grand Canyon. A few years ago, Morgan and I had the opportunity to go hike and camp in the Grand Canyon. Um, And we pull into the Grand Canyon National Park. um, And you don't, if you've never been there, it's not like you see the canyon right away. It's kind of a very wooded area. Um, We pull up to Bright Angel Lodge. And we're trying to get, we're trying to beg them for a campsite. We missed the permit cutoff. In the, um, in the canyon. Yes. In yes. Because we want to hike in the canyon and camp. And we're like, Morgan's trying to work her magic <laughs> with the guy. We're begging for um, a last minute permit. permit down in there. And we're just trying to figure that out. And the guy goes, well, have you guys even seen the Grand Canyon yet? And we're like, no, we haven't. And he's like, all right, we'll walk through those doors. So I walk through the lodge and out just this back door and you're just on the edge of the Grand Canyon as soon as you walk out the door and I um my it just took my breath away I mean just the beauty and vastness of it I was just not prepared for my reaction I immediately started crying and it was one of the few times that I saw Morgan cry we just (laughs) we kind of just both stood there um having our own moments looking at the Grand Canyon just in this like silence it felt almost holy um and I just was so overwhelmed that I get to worship and know and love the God that created this amazing thing I just I couldn't get over it it was one of the coolest moments of my life I love that and we also did get a campsite in we the did. Grand Canyon so we, we did that, <laughs> that all worked out <laughs> Um, okay, so today we are going to be talking um, a little bit from our Devo, from our August trip. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah led that Devo, and so we're going to let her take it away. Yeah, so um, I want to talk about what qualifies us to um, live out our purpose that God has given us. Um, and I want to start with the story of Moses. So um, God reveals himself to Moses through a burning bush. Um, and God reveals his plan, um, to save the Israelites and to, um, to keep his covenant through Abraham. Um, the Israelites are stuck in slavery by Pharaoh. The Israelites are God's chosen people, uh, the descendants of Abraham. And God had made a promise with Abraham hundreds of years earlier that, um, that his descendants would be God's chosen people and he would lead them to a promised land. Um, but hundreds of years later, we see that the God's people are stuck in slavery. Um, and the end of chapter 2 in ex- Exodus says that God heard their groanings and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw the people of Israel and God knew. God saw and he knew and he was working on a rescue plan and he wanted to use Moses. So he reveals himself to Moses through a burning bush. And he lets Moses know, hey, I want you to go to Pharaoh 
and tell him to let my people go. I'm going to use you to rescue my chosen people. Um, and of course, you know, Moses's first reaction is, who am I? Um, Moses is a loner. He's a murderer. And the Bible gives us clues to, to lead us to believe that he's not a very good speaker. Um, he maybe has a stutter or a speech impediment, something by the world standards that would not make him qualified to go and speak in front of Pharaoh. Um, and instead of God saying to Moses, no, you're amazing, you're so smart and wonderful <laughs> and gifted, instead of building Moses up, let's look at what God says to assure him. This is God's response to Moses and all of Moses' doubts. He said, but I will be with you. This shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. That's Exodus 3.12. So God's response to Moses' um, lack of confidence is, I will be with you. And a sign that, that, he, is, that he is qualified is that God is with him. The moment... Moses became qualified and equipped to partake in rescuing God's people was the moment that God chose him mm. and said, I will be with you. And we believe that God has chosen you for something, Mama. He has placed a calling on your life. Ephesians 2.10 says, Long ago he prepared good things for us to accomplish through him. The moment he called you is the moment you became qualified. So Moses um, gives another objection to God. His first objection was, who am I? You know, why am I qualified? And then he says, well, who should I say sent me? Like, how do people know that I'm credible? Um, Exodus 3, 13 through 14 says, then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. So basically Moses is saying, how will the people know that I'm credible? And I think, I don't know, for me, sometimes I ask myself that too. Like, what makes me credible? I don't know if you've asked yourself that as you're walking in purpose. If you want to know, you know, what makes me credible? Yeah, what I love about this is Moses says, you know, who am I, God? And and God responds, not who are you, I am. Yeah. And if God is the I am, then I am not. I am not my own source of happiness. Mm. I am not strength. I am not capable of saving my children. I am not the one who keeps the plates spinning. But God is saying, I am. I am peace. I am joy. I am wisdom and freedom and salvation. He is the I am to all of our I am nots. Yeah, I think when we're looking at what Jesus is calling us to do, sometimes it's easy to forget whose we are and and our standing with him, especially if it's a hard season that he's asking us to walk through. So I just want to remind you of this. Scriptures say that we are chosen by God. We are adopted and co-heirs. We are equipped and we have purpose. Ephesians 3.20 says, He is able to do far more abundantly all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Our power and strength to do what God asks comes not from trying harder and being better or even being more religious. 
is from the star breather, the mountain former, and the ocean maker being with us. Man, I love that. The star breather. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah, so like, you know, we tell each other that, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle. You are enough. You've got this, mama. Right. But that is actually not the truth. (laughs) You're not enough. I'm not enough. I can't handle. I I don't have enough grace and enough patience to get through my day, even just a day at home with the kids, much less anything else big and and difficult that God's called me to. Yeah. I am not. And I just I just wish I could have that I I wish I could have that on repeat in my heart and in my head all day long because if I am not then that means he I'm remembering that he is. Yeah. Um and the whole gospel is that we aren't enough. Right. You know, we're not enough. That's why Jesus came. Yep. Yep. I mean, honestly, that idea of us not being enough should fill us with so much relief and so much joy because I don't have to depend on myself. I'm not betting on me. Mm. I'm betting on God's power at work in me. I feel so much in motherhood and the times I feel the most are when I'm not dependent on his power in me. But I'm learning that when we proportion our view of ourselves and of God in the right way, we can open ourselves up to God's power at work in us. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. That's the I am and the I am not. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness. We can boast in our not-enoughness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Yeah, and the coolest part is that God doesn't need us but he chose us to walk hand in hand with him in accomplishing these things that he set before us. Yeah. Um, He chose me to be the mom of my kids. He chose you, mama, to lead that ministry or to love those kids that are in your home who may not be your biological children. Um, He's chosen you for the difficult tasks that he has placed before you. He's chosen you to raise up mighty men and women of God that dream, the one in your heart that you are too afraid to admit out loud yet, he chose you for that. And you get to, you get to hold his hand as he leads you into that. And he gets to be the I am because guess what? You are not enough. So friends, I just want to encourage you a sign that God has qualified you to do what he has called you to do is that he is with you. So this week, lean into the great I am and remember that he is the I am to all of our I am nots. All right, so Morgan, tell us a piece of outdoor equipment that we need. (laughs) Okay, so I um, bought myself a pair of bedrocks this year, which are, okay, so I've worn Chacos forever. They're shoes, right? They're, They're like sandals, outdoor adventure sandal kind of deals that strap to your feet. So I've had Chacos for like a decade and a half and they've been great. If I'm perfectly honest, the quality of Chacos has gone way downhill in the past few years. And, um, I, (laughs) are we going to get in trouble for saying this? It's okay. (laughs) I, I was slipping all over the place. Like I did not feel super confident walking on rocks. Sarah also did not feel confident walking on rocks. Sarah, (laughs) we won't talk about that. Okay. Broken arm hashtag. 
broken arm hashtag. <laughs> so um, anyway, so this past year, I got myself a pair of Bedrocks, and they are my fave. Again, no sponsors because we ain't fancy. Um, but my Bedrocks, I feel like I and I know I can walk on wet rocks in these sandals. And I do not slide around. I, I stay in one place. They are my favorite. They I actually, are on my Christmas list for sure. I wore a pair of Astrals, which are kind of like one of the gold standards for um, walking on wet rocks, especially in North Carolina. Um, and my bedrocks are much stickier than those Astrals we wore last wow. weekend. So I'm a huge fan. I think everybody needs a pair of bedrocks. Just trust me. Go buy on them. On our Christmas list. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Morgan, for sharing that. Totes, man. Thanks for hanging out with us, friends. We had so much fun. See you next time. Bye.